What's going on, my entrepreneurial friends? Well, today's Seven Figures Club podcast for Seven Figures Nation is someone who has made a tremendous impact on the uh, field of marketing, in particular digital marketing, as entrepreneurs, as side hustlers, as small business owners. There's no more important topic that you must master, that you must have a great understanding of, and more importantly, who are the people you can trust to help you out in that field. Avi Kumar is definitely one of those. 13 years ago, Avi founded Kuware Inc., which is a marketing and advertising agency. Kuware focuses on delivering its services through a fractional CMO, chief marketing officer model, and e-commerce as a service. Awesome, we have a lot of e-commerce entrepreneurs in the audience. And basically what he does is he places objective data and the science of marketing before subjective criteria. Avi's diverse educational and business background gives him a truly unique insight into the finer nuances of both the business and technological aspects of online businesses. And his no-nonsense, I like that, results-driven like that even more, approach to business has contributed to the, to the long-standing relationship between his agency and his clients. Most re recently, Avi has spoken at the prestigious Traffic and Conversion Summit alongside such speakers as Martha Stewart, uh, Marie Forleo, Chip Wilson, and Snoop Dogg in San Diego last August. I was there. That was an amazing event and certainly one. If you're speaking at that, that means you're at the forefront of marketing, um, technology, and results. Avi, welcome to the show. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Thank you, Leo. Glad to be here. Perfect. Well, Avi, we, we'd love to learn a little bit more about your background. You know, what led you down the path towards entrepreneurship and creating this uh, marketing empire? What were some of the, you know, key events maybe in your upbringing or, or early history that had a big impact to lead you towards entrepreneurship? Uh, certainly. So uh, I am uh, usually when you hear a lot of entrepreneurs, they any business owners, they talk about how they were selling lemonade when they were young and all that. I have right. none, of the, none of that. Yeah, me being, neither. That's fine. Yeah, you know, being coming coming from India, all I was taught by my parents is, hey, you got to do well in school, get a good job, do well. So that's what I did. Right. And from India, I ended up in U.S., did a bachelor's and master's and was doing Ph.D., uh, dropped out of that to do um, uh, to join a startup by my professor. So it was much more. Even there, I was just a provider who's doing my work and getting paid for the fact wow. that I have education, I have background. So that's what Wait, I did. Where, for where did you go to school at? at? At University of Texas at Austin. Oh, very cool. And and now your agency that you run is in Austin as well, correct, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I did Perfect. do a brief brief stint in uh, in Bay Area in between. But then, so basically, yeah. my all whole career after that was big cop doing microprocessor design for Motorola, Intel. So very corporate mm -hmm. way of growing my career. And I never thought of doing anything, any related to business, because again, uh, first is immigrant. First thing is get your green card, be sure. allowed legally to stay here, focus on that. 
And then after that, yeah, just keep growing traditionally by just working hard at work, right? Yeah. So it was much later in my career at Intel when I started getting enough push from people when I was going higher up. They said, you know, you're a startup guy. You're a startup guy. So what does it mean, startup guy? It says you always like to do things differently, even here in a big company. And you want to do your own way. You kind of will do well in doing your own stuff without these restrictions. And that's what I kept hearing from everybody. And, and then finally, I had also, Intel had paid for my MBA. So after finishing MBA, when I was talking to more business folks, they kept on saying, oh yeah, marketing is different. We just got to spend this money. We have the budget, we got to spend it. And as an engineer, it was making no sense to me. Why would you spend the money just because it's there? And of course, these large companies, they have their budgets, right? And right. I said, I'm a practical guy. If you spend the money, you should get something back for it. And that's not, you know, that's not necessarily happening in what we're doing here. It's not making sense. So they kept on. And, and of course, my peers who were in the marketing that time at Intel, these guys are, you know, Harvard, Cornell MBAs. So they are, you know, I did have my MBA from UT, uh, but I was thinking, okay, these guys must know something. I'm not getting it because it was all about this big things. Finally, at some point, my sabbatical came up at Intel, and I, when the sabbatical is a long vacation, basically, at that point, I got an opportunity to start a company. And it was funded by Chinese uh, uh, government and some uh, Taiwanese angel investors. It was in my space of hardware. And I did that for a few years. And then I kind of realized that this problem with the VC-funded thing is they control your life completely. And a hardware business is literally very hard. It requires a lot of investment, <laughs> right? So, so that's not over. A lot of upfront capital. Absolutely. So, so that's yeah. where I came back to Texas. And at Texas, I said, you know, let's try something which I don't need anybody's money. And e-commerce was happening. People needed help with selling stuff online. And so we said, we can try that. You know, and it was completely, I had no clue. And I thought, let's give it a try. If we do, I mean, if I can do something in this area. And I, I tried and we did really well. We started actually started their own e-commerce store and became number one seller of Windows and uh, Windows XP. Of, of which was Windows? Oh, Windows, okay. Windows Microsoft XP, Windows. Microsoft Windows, yeah. which was not Got available it. that time. You could not find yeah. uh, Microsoft, uh, Windows XP and still people wanted it. We started selling on Amazon and everywhere. So the fact we could sell that much told me, you know what? Even though this marketing seems to be soft skill, the fact the engineer could come in and apply, I was using my standard engineering analytical way of doing this. I can reach number one on it. That means on, on many platforms, I was like uh, rated and, and selling the highest seller. So I said, uh, that means we can do something this for others. So starting from there, I said, let's offer this service of doing this for others. And that's where our marketing agency kind of started. In fact, I called my colleagues at Intel I said, you guys used to say, right, I don't know any marketing. I run a marketing agency now, you know, and it's doing pretty all right. So it was uh, uh, ironic. And so we have always had this roots of like, I've always felt like it has to be something which produces results. Otherwise, don't spend money on it. So I'm not at all about, you know, any, any kind of a vanity play or anything. It's just, let's make money with that money being spent on marketing. And so we have stayed straight through to that and it has worked for us. You know, clients like that, that uh, that's that we are focused on that. And, and, and uh, that's what we've been doing. And we've been evolving slowly to do more in the strategy and other areas. But the general concept has remained same in the last 14 years now. 
Outstanding. So, so you, you come from an engineering background, you started out at Intel, you know, the, the premier microchip processing company uh, in the world there, you're growing that, you know, ah, there's got to be a better way you're seeing marketing dollars just wasted with no, you know, tracking to see if they're actually getting any type of results or just spending the money mindlessly. You go out and you start a hardware company, get some backing. That's pretty difficult. See some success there. And then out of the blue, you're like, hey, let's let's try this marketing thing. You have a lot of e-commerce success initially. And then people are like, hey, can you help me do the same thing? So for a lot of new business owners, small business owners, startups, they really struggle with understanding marketing results. What are some of the keys that you guys implement or that you've learned throughout the years to actually be able to track those results? Because sometimes, you know, you do a billboard or you do a TV spot, you know, some of the old traditional ways, maybe you're running ads on Google or YouTube or Facebook or Instagram. What are some of the best ways to be able to track that you're actually getting results? Because sometimes it's really difficult to do that. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So the first thing I like to do is turn it on its head instead of approaching it as a marketing Think of it as a business. So yes. when we work with clients is, we uh, first, the questions we ask them is, what is your margin? Who is your supplier? How much capacity do you have? These are not marketing questions. These are purely business. And in fact, some customers will wonder why you're asking me this. And so one of the phrases I use is that, hey, I want to know about your business so much that I can build a competing business. And that initially, this, what do you mean? Want to build a I said, no, I don't want to build a competing business, but I need to know enough that I can build it, that then I will know how to market it. Mm. Because without understanding the business, marketing is I'm just trying to use my tools, my systems to force on your business instead of looking at the what business needs and turning it that way. So that's the first aspect. Then we go to, once we have understood that, then we go and talk about what is your net margin. So we just say, if you have a net margin of, say, 25%, then basically that, say you for it, something you sell for $100 and it's a $25 is the final net margin after paying everybody and everything, then you know that you never, ever want to pay more than $25 to get next customer. And even that 25 is too high, then you take 25, our rule is we multiply it by 80%, so we leave 20% aside. So just to simplify math, say it was $20 was your margin. Then 80% of that, is eighteen dollars, right? That's that's uh, 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 actually sixteen dollars. So never spend more than sixteen dollars, ever, and you have that little buffer. So that's the first number I like to get out of any business we work with. That never ever spend more than that. Any marketing which spends more than that to acquire a new customer, you're gonna lose money. Why would you do it? Once we have that number. And, and, and this is for aggressive businesses. And now there are some other businesses, they say, I want to take, take some cash out. In that case, probably that 16 right. has to go down because you want to keep some money, right? Yeah. Uh, but keep in mind, I'm talking about net, which means everybody was paid, including the owner and everything. So this is really the profit. If you are in growth mode, you want to spend around 80% of it. If not growth, then maybe 40 to 50% of that is the maximum you want to spend. Once you have that number, then we go to different channels. Then we experiment with a limited budget that which channel can give you that return? Which channel is where I'm actually getting a conversion, which is under $16. And, and there will be probably two or three channels. Some will be more effective than the other. And many times two, three channels together, the synergy is higher. Like if you're doing Facebook ads, doing the Google ads, same time, actually there's a value there. 
right? Doing the retargeting right. at the same time. So we kind of find those. And then we say, okay, now put the money on this. Keep doing it mm. more and more. And once that is successful, then we go back to the business and say, okay, now what can you do to improve your processes and increase the net margin, right? So it's a very business-centric approach to marketing that if the business can have that margin, uh, now on the other hand, there might be a business which is starting out, they don't have any margin. They're just starting mm, for out. For sure. You know, in that situation, if a kind of a VC or angel funded businesses, they will say, okay, what is the maximum money you want to spend for getting some customers? Give us that number first. And then we know what to work with. And when we calculate marketing spend, we calculate everything, our consulting fee, ad spend, everything should needs to go in. So it should be true ROI, not mm. just, oh, that is ad spend on ROI. So, so we really try to keep it very tight that way. And that's many times, our answer to some of the companies is just can't be done. Your product till you get more margin is just, you should it's, not spend. It's going to lose money. Getting, yeah. Yes. So it's not yeah. either get out of this business or find a way to get more margin. No right? question. So, and, 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 you know, it's a sad time when that happens, but it, Hey, it's better to know now than lose a lot of money and find out later. Right. Oh, hundred yeah. percent guys. I want to unpack uh, the value bombs that Avi just dropped on you from a marketing perspective. He's really identifying the key in your business model. You've got a product, you've got a, a service that you provide that you offer. And there's kind of for every customer that comes in, what are you netting on that customer? And it just is so crazy. So many businesses have no idea what they actually net per customer, per product, per sale. And what Avi is telling you to do is break that down and know exactly what you should be netting and then what your true cost to acquire a customer or client is going to be and have what that profit margin is. Reverse engineer, hey, my profit margin should be 20, 25%, 15%, depending on whatever industry you're in. Identify that and then make sure your marketing costs fit into where they need to be so that you cover your fulfillment costs, all your marketing costs associated with it. You know what your net profit is. You pay, you pay your employees. If you don't have a, a breakdown in what you're making per unit per sale, you'll never know if you're actually winning the game. And then what Ave does with his agency is brilliant. You don't know maybe where the best platform is to do your marketing, where are your best dream customers at that are going to be the most profitable for you. And so he's going to run those tests for you with the different platforms. And that's something, you know, you can try to do yourself or you can have an expert like Avi and his team do it for you. And then once you have that broken down, now you can grow and scale and increase that budget once you know. But if you don't know your per unit profit, what it should be what your cost to acquire a customer is, where you're going to have the best results on which platform, then you're going to fail. Now, Avi, I love how you break marketing down into a science. You say there is a science to marketing and there are some different equations that kind of go together with this science of marketing. Break down, if you would, some of these, I think there are six equations that you talk about with the science of marketing. Yep, so uh, you're gonna test me now. So if I remember those equations. So the first one I actually already uh, talked about, that's the 80% rule, which we, okay. we talk about, right? And and rest of the, uh, 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 then after, after that, once you have figured out that 80% rule, and 80% is actually the net 80% of your really the true profit, right? Then, right? then you want to start looking at, now you know what is the marketing ROI you can expect, right? 
So that yes. because you know 80%, so like the money you spend for each dollar you spend, what you should get back, you can calculate because you know what uh, what what is the what is the cost for per acquisition. So if if we were taking, talking about numbers, just staying with that same example, hundred dollars, and uh, your margin was eighty percent, and you want to stay at eighty percent rule, so it's sixteen dollars. So you're gonna spend yeah. maximum sixteen dollars to acquire a customer. Yes. Right? So now, if if you if you're gonna get sixteen dollars, so you sixteen dollars is what you're gonna spend maximum to, per customer. So if some people talk about ROI in terms of how much per dollar. So each, uh, so it's a hundred dollars divided by 16 will be the number which you want to calculate the ROI if you, if you want to calculate the ROI because 16 gotcha. over 100. So, so that case, it's a little over five, yeah? Yeah, correct. So that, that okay. will be the number you will use there, right? Yes. The other, other aspect is uh, the equation which I like to talk, this seems a little subjective is, but it is very important is either, it, like you got to have a strategy and you got to have implementation. So a lot of, uh, one of the things with our fractional CMO model we really fixed is many, there are agencies who will provide you the strategy and they say, go and implement. And there are others who say, oh, what ad do you want me to do? I'll do the ad. But the problem there is the disconnect is the team which is implementing the strategy is not the same one which came up with the strategy. So who do you blame? Right, like hey, whose fault is it? Did the ad didn't run right, or the ideas were great, or was like a great bad idea to just do those ads on Facebook? So those two combination is very very important. That basically whether you do in house or somebody with somebody, the person or the team which comes up with the strategy should also implement it, because that's the only way to make sure that hey you will uh, you will get uh, right results and there'll be a synergy there in in, in doing it right. And and uh, one question we get is. Oh, but isn't marketing an art? And that comes from the concept of people thinking in terms of you cannot sell the product to 100% people. That doesn't make it an art. Not everybody's going to like your product, but there is a percentage of people, if 80% like your product, you sell those to 80%. So that's the science. So the reason the art comes in is people can start assuming that because you cannot convince everybody in the world to buy, to drink Coke, that's not what happens. Will never happen. Some people will like Pepsi. It's okay, right? So there's nothing wrong. So don't, don't. That doesn't make it not science. The fact that some people have different preferences, different products exist. So our job is that hey, people who like our product or who can like a product, they should know about our product, right? And if they don't know about your product, you know, they will not buy it, right? So marketing's job is get it across to people who will probably like it, or are similar to the other ones we already know who like it. And get get to them to buy it, and that's and keep all numbers are related to that. That's a, your market, your addressable market, not your competitions. Who's doing something else, right? So that's the that's a, that's a science versus the art argument. I love it, Avi, and it's so important. Like so many people, when they when they're trying to grow a business or a product, they really don't understand that if you're trying to market to everybody. You're marketing to no one and understanding who is your ideal customer, client, where do they fit in the demographics? Are they male? Are they female? Do they have kids? Do they not? Is there a certain place they live? What are their likes? What are their interests? The more you can dive into who your dream client is, the better off you'll be. And when you were speaking at Traffic and Conversion Summit, I'll never forget what uh, Chip Wilson, the founder of Lululemon, talked about. And he talked about really knowing 
who their dream customer and ideal client was. And it was, you know, a professional woman who was in like her early to mid thirties, who, you know, was single, was maybe looking to get married in the future, who cared about fitness and nutrition. I mean, he was very detailed and they knew exactly who their customer was. And that was hundred percent who they served. And then as they grew and saw more success, they were able to add more products and other different avatars, but that's so important what you're teaching us right now to understand who your customer is, who you're serving, and that you're not out there to serve everybody. You're out there to serve your ideal customer and understand their needs. So one question and I'm, I'm curious about is we've got all these different uh, platforms, whether it's Google, you know, YouTube owned by Google, Facebook, Instagram owned by Facebook, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's TikTok. What is the process really of deciding where the best platform is for you to be able to market your business? Certainly. So to start out initially, there is some demographics data available for yeah. age groups and ranges. Like if it is, mm. for example, if it is Pinterest, it's more women, certain things are known. So that starting yes. point is there, right? Um, yes. After that, after that, you got to really test because you, we, we have been surprised many times. Because uh, I'll give a very uh, specific example, LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn is considered a B2B. Yes. So, uh, and and we, were, uh, we were helping on LinkedIn, uh, B2B prospecting a lot of customers. And then there is a, uh, 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 this was a, uh, uh, I had my, my wife's car needed brakes fixed. And she kept on saying, I need, I need to take it in. I could not. Finally, she said, you know what? I found this service, they come to you. At least you can be there on the weekend at that time and they'll come and fix it. And the guy, while he's Convenient. fixing the brakes, you know, I said, okay, great. Yeah. I go out and talk to the guy while he's fixing the brakes. And I said, oh, this is a great service. I mean, shows me the brakes and everything. Then I asked him, how do you market? Being a marketer, I'm always curious. So I asked him, it turned out he was the owner. He came a little late and he explained to me, hey, I was out of like, people are not there. So I'm the owner, I'm just showed up. I'm sorry, I'm late because the person who was supposed to come is not there. So I asked him, how do you market? You know, how do you market? And he said, oh yeah, I just do Facebook ads and I do this. How is it working? He said, oh, it's not very cost-effective. I said, have you, you know what? We have a LinkedIn service. I want to give it a try. I'll not even charge you. I'm curious, can your service be marked on LinkedIn? Now, this is not B2B, right? Yeah. At all. So you would not think, yeah, you know, you'll not think why. It turned out it worked really well. And then once we ran it, we realized why. The reason was, guess who needs a break job done who's very busy? There are people who work in office. Oh, These yeah. are B2B people, right? So when they started seeing this and they say, oh, yeah, I need my car fixed or brakes done, right? And I'm, these wow. are the people who, who don't have time. They are busy. So it worked really well, you know? And, and then I said, after two months, I said, oh, you got to pay me now. It's working, you know? So because I was just curious. So many times it's not that obvious by saying, oh, LinkedIn is a B2B platform. This is a purely B2C service, right? But worked really well. And so, after, so the, after the key then, the key then guys is you have to test. Like marketing is all about testing. I think that's something I've learned a lot about. If you're gonna be successful at marketing and discover the best platform where your best customer is, like you have to test and you have to test with an open mind, just like you did, you have to be curious and you would think, oh, my customer's not on LinkedIn, but yes, in, in some cases they are, and my customer's not on YouTube, but they might be. And that's why you've got to test these different platforms out 
And, and that's obviously vital. Now, now Coolware has just done amazing things, your, your marketing agency over the years. One of the most recent that I think we need to uh, touch on is your acquisition of Invisible uh, PPC, which is this remarkable done-for-you um, Google Ads white label service for agencies. How does that work? So, uh, yeah, so this, uh, I, I got approached by a broker and he told me about it. I already knew about Invisible PPC. They're pretty famous in their own. They've been around for 10 years. Yeah. And we said, you know, we already do Google Ads in-house for our customers. We do right. big budget ads like, a, you know, a 50K to half a million a month kind of ads. We manage yeah. those. Wow. But this one is purely for agencies and they work on smaller budgets. They work for HVAC, for doctors, dentists. Mm. Those are the ads they do. The agencies who ser- right. we service are actually servicing these customers. I said, how does that work? I was curious. So when I talked to Rob, I realized and I hear what Rob, from what I learned from Rob is that, hey, over 10 years, they figured out how to do exactly an ad for HVAC, how to do a AC repair for you know water damage. They figured out these niches exactly what kind of ads work and they work really well. And they only offer those to the agencies. And not only they offer those as a service to agencies, now they are able to give a case study. And now we are able to, because I own the company, we are able to give a case study to the, to the, to the agency owner saying, it'll cost you between $20 and $50 Mr. Uh, uh, AC repair, are you interested in a lead between twenty to fifty dollars? You do Google Ads with us, we can tell you that will cost you this. Now they are interested. Unlike a traditional marketing, like even Kuwer, when we go in, when they ask us what will be the cost of acquisition, we say, oh, we don't know. We got to figure it out. Here we can tell them in advance. You spend thousand dollars, twenty dollars a lead. This many leads you get, given already. So it's becomes easy. Mm. So I, I was very fascinated by that. Till I said, I need to look under the hood to see it really works. The reason yeah. it works is once you have so much data, you've been running it for so long, you have all the keywords, you have all the negative keywords, you have all the ad copies, which has worked very well. So you take the same ad, which is run in Austin. Now you run, want to run it in Boston. You just got to change the oh, logo and few things, right? Really yeah. works very well. So so that is the business. And it's 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 really fascinating that how satisfying it is that the success rate is so much higher in this business for our, because marketing, there is failures. I mean, like if I would say, oh, sure. I've changed every company. No, I did not. We failed many times. You know, we like to think it was a problem of the product or service, but many times we sucked probably. I don't know. It just failed. That's all we know at this point, right? And in Kuwait, but here it's different. Here, the success rate is so much higher. Usually, the failure is rare. And if it happens, it's because something the client is just not, they're not picking up the phone. The phone is ringing, the form is getting failed, but if they don't respond, then obviously things will fail. So that's the business. And so I'm very fascinated by that and I'm uh, working on growing that. And it's a pure play in the sense, only Google ads, only for agencies, we don't take direct customers. So if that HVAC comes to us, even to Kuwait, we don't service HVAC because they, we work with the bigger clients. So sorry, we'll find you other agency who works with us. You work with them, and we'll do the ads for you then. So it's a it's a it's a uh, uh, definitely interesting business. We had the skills already. We understand the general area, but this is specialized specific niche. That's what we mm. work there. Good stuff, Avi. I, I know we've got some agency owners probably listening here, and I know we've got a lot of startups and small business owners that are looking to take their business to the next level. And probably most of them think like me, they're like, hey, 
This is amazing content. I'm learning a lot about marketing, about how to put together sales funnels, about different platforms, about approaching it as a science and less as an art. But they're probably thinking, you know, I think I'd rather just have a professional, someone who knows how to do this, take the reins and run the marketing for me. How is the best way for someone to connect with, with you and your team and find out if it's a good fit for your group to do the marketing and to take someone's business to the next level? Uh, certainly. So for uh, either through kuwe.com, K-U-W-A-R-E, kuwe.com, or invisiblepcc.com, if you reach out to us, both cases, we are very clear upfront in the intake, the, whether it is a good match. And, and you, you pointed out, uh, Leo, really well that lot of our clients in Invisible PPC are brand new agencies who had mm. zero clients, but now they got a client. They say, oh, what do I do with the client? I don't know how to fulfill. So that works really well for us. He said, just don't worry, we'll do everything for you. You just manage the relationship. You will get the reports and everything taken care of. Wow. And, and so that's, that's the, uh, uh, and we do have a little bit of a, we, don't, we are not a training company, so we don't sell any courses for training agencies, but we do have enough material for them if they have never sold a PPC service to teach them, hey, this is what you need to know. This is how you sell and that kind of a material. Uh, uh, because that's, I'm very strong on that. You got to know what you do. Like in our case of Invisible PPC, we do PPC. We don't want to be a trainer. We don't want to be selling you courses. We don't want to sell you this other stuff. Get that from other coaches and others. We're going to just do the fulfillment. You know, as simple as that. That's what we, we fulfill. But we enable, we have the code. We have 130 case studies, which are available to any agency who wants to take this and show it to their client because it's white label. They can put their name on it and uh, use the actual data from us. So we enable that way all these agencies if they want to get going with this. Wow, that is such a great deal. So if you're an agency owner and you're you're not sure on the fulfillment, you're not as confident as you would like to be to guarantee results to your customer or client, you can actually do the sales and marketing, bring it in basically, and Kuware will help fulfill for you, get your clients results. And of course, for every small business owner out there or startup, or you know maybe you're an enterprising business to, looking to grow to, to eight, nine figures, you can, of course, go to kuware.com, that's K-U-W-A-R-E.com or invisiblepc.com and basically get a, a consult, uh, figure out you know, how your business model works and really hopefully dive into some of the details to make sure you have a profitable business model and then do the testing and then get that cost to acquire a customer down where the, the budget needs to be and uh, give yourself a chance of real success. Because if you are not adapting to today's digital marketing landscape, you will be left behind. There is no question about it. And you can try to figure it out on your own, or you can have a marketing advocate like Avi and his team at kuware.com. And I think the odds are definitely gonna be much more in your favor when you put a professional like Avi, who's been doing this for 15 plus years on your side. Well, Avi, I want to give you the uh, the last word here. What's the last piece of advice you'd give to a small business owner really looking to grow and scale and trying to understand the best way to do it with their marketing? Uh, certainly. So the best advice we'll say is not marketing. It's actually understand your product and customer. Mm -hmm. Marketing okay. can be figured out. If that part is not figured out, like what is your product? Why are they buying? Spend time on understanding that. I mean, even if you're large, get on the sales call, figure out why they like it and what if it needs to be changed. I think that will help you do a lot better marketing 
than learning mark, doing marketing courses or anything else. Know your product and your customer. I think that's really what makes it a good marketing base for going forward. Amen. Beautifully said, guys. Hey, this is not a podcast where you listen passively. This is a action-taking podcast. The fee on this show is for you to take action, for you to make things happen, for you to commit to change your business, to grow it, to scale it, to join the seven and eight figures club. That's the goal of this podcast. So don't just listen passively today. Take action. Go to kuware.com, K-U-W-A-R-E.com. Learn how your business model is working and make sure that you've got a profitable model. Understand your customer. Who is your ideal customer and client? And then work with a professional to get the marketing right in your business to take it to the next level. Ave, thank you so much for being a guest on today's show. Thank you, Leo. Thank you for having me. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.